Right then, here's a cheeky bit of additional content that we are calling the Full Force Monthly Extra. Each month we will add a separate short topic for a little extra monthly fun. For this month, stop saying month, Pat and I have to pick one good and one bad, or enemy faction, international variant deco to join the classified series. Rules state that it has to be a character released in the US that has had an international deco change. Pat, who have you got for me mate first? We'll start with... We start with the good guys. Let's start with the good guys. Okay. Um, yeah, my mindset was very much on the same train that I was when we were doing the monthly. Yeah. So I was trying to think of something that was kind of obscure that maybe people hadn't seen. And one of the figures that's such one of my favorites is the Sonic Fighter Psych Out. It was just too tempting to pick this one as a cool redeco because, I don't know, is... This is this would be so far fetched to see Sonic. First of all, it'd be far fetched to see Sonic Fighter Psych out. That's the first. That's the first level you got to yeah. break in it. Yeah, right. Exactly. So in fact, no, no, no. The first difficulty is breaking Psych out. Like th that th is true. That's number one. Number two is Sonic Fighters. That is true. Uh, but Sonic Fighter Psych out's body does look like it's one where it could be reused for several things. Yeah, and just have, like some gear added to it. So it's not ridiculous to think that they could do a Sonic Fighter psych out. What is probably ridiculous though, is thinking that we would get the Indian repaint of him in the copper psych out that only appeared, uh, well, I shouldn't say only appeared because it appeared in a couple of different ways. It's like pack-ins, wasn't it? The vehicle pack-in, yeah. I think is how it showed up first. And then it was an exclusive to some sort of offer, I believe, uh, similar to the Pepsodent figures, but I think it was Halibna. Is that right? It was Halibna, 100%. Because, because, and I'll tell you why, and shout out to Dragon Fortress for doing an amazing, like, blog, um, like, you know, whole, like, thing about this particular psych out. If you don't, if you're not following Dragon Fortress or any, all that kind of stuff, definitely do so. They're on Twitter as the Dragon Fortress, and they're, yeah, just amazing, awesome. Uh, Dustin's awesome. So basically, go check, check his stuff out. It's so good. And he does some great toy photography, and he does cover this stuff in a lot of detail. Uh, and th this particular one, yeah, was Halibna, according to uh, to Dustin as well. And then I think that uh, it, it made its way into maybe the Calcium Sandoz or something like that as well as a uh, retold figure, I think. Yeah. But, you know, it's an interesting deco. It definitely is inspired by the, uh, the Fun School um, Targat figure. It's basically those colors. It kind of felt like they just had those colors in the hopper. 100%. And they just through Psych Out in there as a mold to make something a little bit different. I can visualize that so yeah, me too. vividly. Like, I could just imagine them getting to that point and just being like, right, we're going to do this one and we're going to do this one. Let's do it. And then bang, 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 bang out like a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand. I don't know how many they did. Bang out a lot of them. And then, uh, yeah, and then that's what you've got. Uh, is this one rare, Pat, would you say? I wouldn't call it rare. It's not like... It's not one of the ones that's super expensive and hard to find. Right. But it's certainly not a common one. Right. Like it was one of the ones that you could just go to Small Joe's, you know, back in the early 2000s and just order. It was yeah. never that. Yeah. That time, even in, even back then, you know, it was a close to $100 figure probably. I, I don't even know what they go for now, to be honest. I don't think they're ridiculously expensive, but, you know, price is always a function of demand. So... Uh, I think demand for this figure was probably low, and that's that's probably 
part of what keeps the price low. Awesome. Uh, I love it. I think it's a great idea. And yeah, you're right. The Targat. I love the Targat deco. I love the ta- the Targat figure in that deco too. And I've always yeah. wanted to see, like, you know, because we, we don't, um, we have had psych outs, but we haven't had a lot of them. And, you know, in terms of Targat, we haven't had it at all in the in the modern era, have we? Zero Targats. No, there's been zero Targats, yeah. Which makes me like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think once we get into kind of the Iron Grenadier section of uh, the classified li- life line, not lifeline, you know what I mean? The line uh, plan, I guess. Um, that, I, I, think we'll st- I think we'll see a Targat eventually. And how bloody good would that be? Damn. Like with all the, the yeah, helmet sure. and the, I, the backpack. I and... would love to see like a visualization of the Targats deploying is what I would love. Like the idea of them deploying from outside the atmosphere and then coming down and like, yeah, that's that would be really cool. I had a really cool uh, idea for a uh, comic series, which I won't go into massive detail. I think I've talked to you about this in the past and I talked about it with the other guys. But one of my things was to have that, see that in comic form, like the artwork of Destro attacking some sort of like, um, you know, like space station or something with uh, Astro Vipers and Targats, right? And one of those, one of those things would have been like, well, we're, they're, they're sending up, you know, people from Earth, you know, they're sending up help to help the space station, but the Targats were there to prevent that by obviously you know leaving in space and then and then like deploying into uh, earth's atmosphere and obviously how cool would that be turning into a battle in the sky with like i don't know with like uh shuttles and ships and all sorts of cool stuff it'd be freaking amazing yeah and i always wondered whenever i was really thinking about targat reading the file card back when he was new like what all does that imply like if they are deploying from the atmosphere does it it has to mean that they have some means of getting there yep it wasn't like there was an iron grenadier's spaceship there was no <laughs> iron grenadier's space shuttle they just f- flung them up be- there with a catapult individually right yeah or are they are they deploying from a space station more than no. likely i thought in my head it was like maybe they do that thing where there's like a craft that takes them up really high or like you said, yeah, a space station would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Like just just operating yeah. just inside the atmosphere, or just on the on the cusp of it, and uh, and they yeah. just yeah jump out and do the kind of like crazy friggin'. And you could also imagine that like even though when it comes to Cobra, there's the safety's out the window, but with Mars, you get the idea that Destro's a little bit more careful with his stuff, and and like right. if if it's not that it's not necessarily like super safe it would definitely work. Like, he's not going to be... It's not like he's dropping the Toxo Vipers out the wind, you know, in the le- leaky suit brigade. Right. Like, you get the feeling they'd have quality gear that would, that would you know, do amazing things. Yeah, like, the be- he saves the best for his own use, for sure. Um, what are we even talking about? I don't even know what we're talking we're about. talking about Psych Out. And uh, suddenly, suddenly we got onto Targats. And anyway. now we move on to your, cho- your choice. For the international figures. Thanks for the segue. I appreciate that. That was great. Um, you get in the hang of it. <laughs> Eventually, so, I'll get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, my good guy uh, redeco uh, is actually again very deep in nostalgia. It was my first version of this figure, and I absolutely adore Mutt and Junkyard. Now this is the um, 
This is the 1991, I think, release in the UK, I want to say. It was 91. I've completely blanked. Anyway, this is the, of that era, this is the UK exclusive deco. I think, I think it did sneak out into Europe as well, but I think it was effectively supposed to be a UK exclusive, as was Spirit, I believe. Uh, that was a cool one as well, actually. That I was, I was contemplating the Spirit one, but because I had Mutt and I didn't have that Spirit, I don't think... Had that spirit? I don't think I did. Then, like that. Oh well, I've I've had it actually in later life, but not at the time. Now, with the mutt though, that deco is just phenomenal. I think he looks so good because it's like there's a lot of subdued colours in there. Like that kind of shirt is that kind of it's like a weird greeny brown, and then you've got like the black vest. You've got the kind of like really kind of deep blue kind of pants, and then like black you know, uh, knee pads and everything. But then you've got to kind of juxtaposition itself in the colour wheel there. They've thrown that that classic neon blue on it. But it works so well, I think, personally. Uh, and obviously, Junkyard's dope, of course. He's awesome. Um, so it was nice to finally get these two. And I think, if my memory serves, Junkyard is a little bit lighter grey than mm-hmm. the original junkyard that came out. I might be wrong, Pat. You might know. You no, might. That's, that's accurate. He's, yeah, he's like a chocolate. Yeah, that's what I thought actually. Uh, and also, there's a little kind of. Isn't there an ever so slightly faint brown on the belly of the original junkyard? There is. Yeah, on the original one. I don't think this one has that. No, no, it doesn't. This is literally just all grey um, from the. Well, certainly the one I had. But anyway, so I really. I don't know, I'm just really happy to have it. Now, the, the couple of interesting things about this figure as well is the fact that he has uh, ginger hair. Mutt has ginger hair yeah. in this one. And he's not Stanley R. Perlmutter. He is Andrew McKenzie, and he's from Scotland. He's from Glasgow, Scotland. So there's a lot of changes. That The file card's completely different. We've discussed that recently, actually, when we talked about... Uh, I can't remember what Animal Companions. I think it was Mutt versions, actually, and this was my favourite version inversion therapy um of mutt so yeah spoiler alert if you haven't seen that but this is my favorite version it was always going to be one i wanted to see in classified and of course we've got mutt and junkyard coming very soon so i'm kind of like hoping that if we do get any repaints of that particular uh figure and an animal companion then this could be up there as a possibility pat thoughts please uh i remember finding out about this figure and it seems to be part of a trio really because Along with the two of them, you did end up getting like a low light from Slaughter's Marauders. Marauders. Yep. However, the low light that you got over in the UK for Slaughter's Marauders is different than the one from the United States because one in the US, like the rest of the Marauders, were made in South America, in Brazil. Whereas the Slaughter's Marauders low light, which I don't think it actually said Slaughter's Marauders in the packet. Nope. But the UK one is made in China where, you know, the rest of like the US Joes were made. So when you get that figure, it definitely has more of a feel that it fits a little more with the rest of the line than the actual, you know, prone to thumb breakage Slaughter's Marauders figures have. So it's that's a great one. So when I found out about all these, one of the things that really confused me was the fact that he has his original helmet. Yeah. Like the for it. You know, the, the Slaughter's Marauders mutt did not. He had like an 82 helmet in black, whereas this one has uh, the original mutt helmet back. So that's really cool. I love the colors of it. This one was high on my list. 
there is a large part of me that looks at this one and at spirit almost wants to see the same approach done with all of the slaughters marauders right making kind of an entire small uk team that is brand new decos that i don't know if you would try to make them match like they're a team because it's weird how mutt and spirit don't they really don't match each other no there's no matching at all it's just three random decos three random exclusives yeah. and it's like boom there you go and it it, it, it is weird like that you can definitely like you were talking there i i, I kind of when I looked at the low light, the two low lights next to each other, the Marauders one and the uh, the UK one, there's a quality difference there. That, that's well, yeah. I, I would say almost like very. Uh, you, you'll see it when in hand more so than you'll see it on comparison shots, but like yeah. the the shade of, of of deco is ever so slightly different, ever so, mm -hmm. but like so marginally different. It's hard to really comprehend. Like you could have those two figures on a shelf, and you would think, oh, you've just got two slaughters marauders figures up there but no there's a real like very very faint uh di difference in deco there too isn't there and i think that's mainly down to how it adheres to the, the quality of the plastic and stuff i think there has to be an interesting story behind this figure that we are not aware of sure uh and it's, it's certainly not an overstock scenario is it slaughter. what it's certainly not an overstock scenario because it's no. a different figure effectively and whenever you think about the tooling for this figure because i believe well i guess i can't say for sure there could have been two sets of tooling for spirit and mutt and low light that's entirely possible but if there wasn't it means that they shipped the tooling from brazil to china and then had these made which maybe they were doing that in preparation to do all of the marauders and then they couldn't possibly because the deal with sergeant slaughter i don't know like there was definitely a lot of effort put forth to make this figure uh come to the market yeah like because somebody had to redesign it we don't really know who did the deco on it just like we don't really know for tiger force and it's a little confusing as to how this figure came to be so uh, as far as i'm aware the guys that did the deco for the exclusives and for Tiger Force, etc., were an outsourced freelance group. Like okay. that, they that did. That's from that. The last time I spoke to Dave Tree, shout out to Dave Tree, um, in regards to this, he said he tried to kind of locate them, but their business it wasn't like it's not around anymore. Like it, it just went out of business. So like, or it doesn't, you know, doesn't operate in the same kind of situation anymore. The same, certainly the same address. Yeah. So, like, trying to, you know, get locked down the people who were behind it is really difficult. Um, but, yeah, I, I believe they all would have been involved in these exclusive decos as well. Uh, and it'd be really interesting to get some paperwork or some, you know, design sheets or inputs or anything where they kind of maybe had some ideas down and the different logo, of course, for Tiger Force. I mean, there's loads of stuff you could go into with that. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. We got these three random figures in random different decos. Boom. But that's the only low light we got in the UK. We didn't get a regular low light. So that was low light in the United really? Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't get the 1986 style. Nope. Um, but you did have Mutt in spirit. Uh, Mutt was a Palatoy 85 figure. Yeah. So that would have been a... That wasn't like... Again, that wasn't like international heroes onwards that would have been palatoy card back 85 spirit i can't remember off the top thought, of my head I thought, I've, 
I thought Spirit was also on the red and yellow, or red, you know, red, yellow, blue Palatoid cards. Yeah, let me just have a quick check. Uh, no, he's not on Action no. Force, um, but maybe... <clears throat> was he in 87? No, he wasn't in 87. He might, Was he in 88? No, was he in 89? No, that was the only spirit we had then, bud, as well. Wow, that's really interesting. Well, I say the only spirit. That was the only ver that's the only version of spirit, version one that we had. Uh was that one in ninety one. Yeah, with the uh, interesting kind of So maybe that was a way to get those figures in in the line, if you know what I mean, at that point. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, Mutt hadn't been Mutt and Junkyard hadn't been involved since Palatoy, so that was like a different phase of play. And then with, like I said, with Spirit, that was the first Spirit we had with Low Light. That's the only Low Light we had. It's it's interesting as well because Low Light, my God, what a figure. Like the original Low Light is just phenomenal. So it's weird that we wouldn't get that. Maybe it was the sniper aspect because that was another thing you have to take into consideration with um, with the UK. There was a lot of sensitivity towards specific things, toys for well, kids and so on and so I forth. Mean Technically, he's listed as Night Spotter. True, but the big sniper rifle might. Uh... He kind of, yeah, it kind of like kids see that thing, and it's like he's not just looking at stuff. No, he's not just looking at stuff. He is annihilating it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that might be not. I'm not saying that's the definitive reason, but that might be why we've you know we've got that situation on our hands. What about the other Marauders? Because it makes me wonder what the thought process was here. Because you've got Barbecue, Footloose, uh, and Sergeant Slaughter. Yep. You didn't get any of them as Marauders, though. You didn't get any of them as Marauders. But uh, those figures did get released, though. Yeah, so the they were all early on in the International Heroes line, yeah. So uh, uh, Sarge was with the Triple T. That was our first version of Sarge, the version 2, technically. And then... Um, but barbecue was in the first wave of figures in '87. I want to say. What else? Who else did you mention? Footloose. Footloose was first first wave. Okay, so this is all kind of adding up. This makes sense. If, like if you didn't have those or didn't have them since the days of Palatoy, in the case of Mutt, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that those would have been the ones chosen. Yeah. Cool. And, and I have to think that since they went with low light, they just looked at it and were like, "Well, it'd be a little weird to release these characters as it as a." team whenever there's only three of them absolutely yeah absolutely uh yeah okay well that's (laughs) that's all of the uk covered somehow um that's all of the repaints uh covered from the uk we're still not done with this extra this is going to be longer than the monthly fudge myself uh right right moving away from the united kingdom then pat take us wow i just realized that three of the four options in our extra are all from india Wow, I didn't realize that either, but you are right. Yeah, so we kind of give spoilers for what the next two choices spoiler, are. Spoiler alert. They're from India. Go on then, Pat. Go on. Hit us uh, up. So my choice is the blue and yellow Major Blood. Absolute yeah. beauty. You essentially have version one Major Blood in the colors of Sonic Fighters Major Blood. <laughs> yeah. Sonic Fighters. And it makes a lot of sense because I believe that this figure was actually released after... The supersonic fighters major blood in the united states yeah. so i don't think that that's coincidental i think that's an intentional reference and come on it, we're what we're talking here is figures that would be decent to have inside the six inch line 
And that major blood was an absolute winner, in my opinion, as far as figures go. Like the sculpt on that thing Gorgeous. Really good. Gorgeous. And one of the things that's further appealing to me about this version of Major Blood is the blue on him. Like it's so characteristic of Cobra to be wearing blue. So I like the idea of getting a Major Blood that is in blue and then just doing that arm in, maybe they could do it in a gold instead of yellow. But, you know, just generally yellow on the arm and yellow on the the vest. And then the rest of it in like a Cobra Blue and you have an amazing an amazing major blood. Yeah, I, I definitely have to agree on that one. I think as a six-inch figure, uh, obviously the, the fun school one, the less, there's, there's some hilarious aspects going on there. Like it is, it, it, it does look all over the place in some images. Mm-hmm. But you're right. If you take that major blood... And you just do those things. You kind of give him like the yellow arm and the and the chest piece. But like like you say, rather than it being just bright yellow, it would be like a like a, a metallic yeah. kind of like sheen copper, maybe even. We've seen as we love copper so much on the on the show right. so much. Um, and then yeah, like the, again the metallic sheen of of like a yellow color on the chest plate. And then you're right, a cobra blue, and that ties him in with troopers. So it's not even mm-hmm. like it's not even like it would be. It would have to be follow the same exact Pantone color as the uh, as the Fun School right. one, but it would it would lock into a very cool little area where blood could be like, you know, I'm just going to wear my Cobra Trooper uniform with the troops. I'm wearing my Cobra Trooper uniform with the troops today. I don't know why he doesn't speak like a Cockney witch, but apparently he does now. Major blood, um, uh, boyos. He says that a couple of times, but yeah. Um, yeah, I like that one. And the th- I think what I like about it more so is the fact that you're thinking about the classified current figures repaint potential because yeah. that thing needs to come out again. That is a beautiful figure. Right. Yeah, I mean, they haven't they haven't done a repaint of it. And again, my mind is on the, the, the ability for them to take a figure that the sculpt is amazing and put it out again, which stretches their dollar, but also... Uh, offers something that I think is worth offering. Big time. And that's a fun one. I like that. It's a fun school one. Yeah? Uh, Sticking with fun school and India again, but making all our lives more difficult, I decided to go... Because this is the thing, right? When I I really looked at characters that have been repainted internationally, that that window does minimize after the ones we've already discussed the ones you've chosen etc etc so you kind of i think india is a great place like fun school india is a great place to look for these variations because that's where you're going to find crazy decos on known characters more so i think the gi joe team got way more than cobra did uh in Mm -hmm. terms of that a lot of the fun school releases are very close if not almost exact to how they you know decode the uh original vintage figure and so on and so forth obviously not in quality and stuff but like certainly in terms of where the hits are and everything but there are some that are just way out there and i went with one that isn't even really a good figure (laughs) so but but what i'm what i'm gleaning what i'm what i'm connect like what i'm grasping to here is the deco itself and how it would appear yeah. on this version two Firefly, which we've got in coming up in the classified series. I say version two; it's the version vintage inspired Firefly, uh, but the classified version two. Now, 
Uh, I've gone with the Pepsodent Firefly from India. Now, this was one of 10, I want to say, Pat. Was it one of 10 figures um, in the Pepsodent? I can't remember how many Pepsodent figures there were. There were definitely a lot. It's They essentially had just taken the lineup from uh, the 2000s, the Real American Hero Collection, and released a bunch of figures based on those. It's kind of confusing because I actually picked up some of these Pepsodent figures as bootlegs, like with accessories. They are bootlegs. <laughs> yeah, but... They feel but like the they're... That that's right, hilarious. The they're released by... I mean, technically the term bootleg yeah. applies, is just applies to something that is released without authorization. Yeah. Is what a bootleg is. Yes. Yeah. That gets debated a lot in toy communities but that's that's what it is yeah and were released with authorization because fun school is actually a joint venture of the madras rubber rubber factory and hasbro and you know they have a license to release gi joe so yeah. this was a hundred percent above board yeah totally yeah so it, but the quality of it man, <laughs> there are better bootlegs than this this official <laughs> i love yeah. The fused elbows, man. That... Yeah, like, well, would you want your? Would you want them to glue the? Uh, would you want them to take the six-inch figure and glue his arms so that he can barely be used? I want them to do new tooling where the arms are tooled that way, so it costs them a fortune as well, and they release it that way. Oh my! And released with Pepsodent. Yeah, oh, yeah. We need to get some toothpaste up in there as well. Definitely. That um, would be funny if they did this color. And he just included a little tube of something. Oh, that would be so sweet. But we sweet. all know that it was Pepsodent. That would yeah. be so sweet. Yeah, it's almost like, it, it. yeah, it's clearly toothpaste, but he uses it as plastic explosive kind of thing. Like, squeeze. Right. <laughs> um, what I love about the image, by the way, that I'm using at the moment is, one, doesn't Firefly look like your classic terrorist from, like, more so than his actual figure does, like the actual figure. This version, this deco, he looks like the classic terrorist from the 80s, in my opinion. Well, if the classic terrorist had their eyeball down like here <laughs> on their cheek, sure. Yeah, because the balaclava doesn't fit properly. Uh, and also, how funny is that Baroness figure as well? Like the well, it's not Baroness; it's Chameleon. Well, well, you, the bar the Baroness figure that I'm talking about. I know what you mean. Right. It's Chameleon, but like the the the, the just the uh, the application of that face deco is brilliant. Well, and also the hair, how it's crooked <laughs> and set back too far. I like to imagine that you know, since Chameleon is supposed to be mimicking the baroness that she shows up like this and the baroness just gets really offended like that's not how i look that is not how i look amazing uh and they're all all like that i love the fact they kept the the kind of swivel arm articulation line in there as right. well the, the lines are all there you can tell that they just kind of glued them in place yeah and them and made cheap versions of them they're like maybe covered the elbows with something like fused yeah. them up gunked them up yeah big time that's so funny so funny why would you even bother anyway let's talk about the deco because i think the deco is phenomenal on this like it's very simple he's all green but then he's got like the brown secondaries like the belt and the, and the straps and then he's got the the black thigh strap holster. So there's there's multiple things going on here. But more importantly, I love the fact that he gets this kind of like dark teal balaclava. I think that's really dope. 
Well, I'm going to actually take a spin on this and say that there's another way that this could be released. Um, we know that, like in my mind, at yeah. least referenced and released. In my mind, you know, we have the the, the obvious choices for redecos of Firefly. One of them would be Sabretooth slash Wreckage, yes. right? Who's in Tiger Force. Then one of the things I always think of regarding that character and Sky Striker are what would they look like in their non-Tiger Force uniforms? Yeah. And what would they look like on the Joe team? And then you look at this Firefly and he's wearing greens and browns and black. And, you know, maybe this, maybe these colors would be a good stand-in released as wreckage on the Joe team instead of released as Firefly. Interesting. Yeah, so that like this could be a wreckage uh standard what he would look like as a normal figure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what's funny about that? I've never given that any thought because obviously I think mainly because the figure never came out. But um in terms of Sky Striker, that's a good point because he's a figure that only exists in that Tiger Force uh universe. So, you know, he definitely has a he must have a standard issue garb. Unless he joined Tiger Force specifically, like that's in his contract that he signed. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. just going directly into Tiger Force. I don't want to do. I want to be involved in any other aspect other than looking like right. that. That's what, all I want to do. Yeah, so. and then when Tiger Force comes back out in the 2000s, he just gets to take it easy because he wasn't in the set. I know the poor bugger. I would love. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I want to see that. I want to see Sky Striker wearing regular gear. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But then also, yeah, this is a wreckage re redo. Is is a great idea. Uh, I was just re I, honestly, I wouldn't say I was struggling. I had other options. Obviously, there's the uh, red buzzer with the dark hair. That's a, that's a really interesting one. Uh, and as you pointed out to me as well, there's a variant uh, as well because there's another buzzer with a red jacket with blonde hair, which mm -hmm. um, I think you said you have. Yeah, and those appear also. I think the the red, the red shirt buzzer was, I think, at least considered by Hasbro during the twenty fifth era because it was in those cards. Mm. Uh, any of those things, like those th that deck of cards that they handed out, it's like playing cards. I don't think that was a a list or an insight into hey, these things are probably coming out, but the fact that they included it in those cards, at least tells us that they were aware of that. Color. yeah um so yeah i think that'd be a we haven't even gotten to buzzer yet but it would be you know in the, in the classified yeah. Series. yeah but that's something that kind of is interesting to have on the table is some of these on-screen things well there is a his name well he's part of the next figure five figure wave buzzer so okay. at least we know that there's a possibility we could get a red uh a red shirt buzzer at some point um, but there's, there's, I mean, there's tons of, of, of options, but that was the thing. Like I was kind of, I, I saw, I kind of came across this, across this and I was like, I really like that. I love that color. I love, I love that on that new Firefly just to see it. I would probably, I might even like mess about with it a little bit, maybe give it some camo, maybe some subtle darker green on the light green. Well, I uh, think the camo is really what separates it from the, the 2000 Firefly. Because if you look at that 2000s Firefly, obviously it's the plastic swirl is what they went with in order to simulate camo. But if you look at the file card, uh, you can see the hand-painted version of it where it's mostly a brown figure with green camo applied. Yeah. So it's kind of like green and brown camo 
I'm sure the reason for this not having camo is that it's a Pepsodent cheapy figure and they were not doing that. 100%. This is this is all about this is all about right guys. Uh, can you also glue the elbows as well when we put them back in the tool? Yeah, sure, let's I'm do that. I'm surprised that they gave him gloves they were, or or flesh hands, whichever that's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like to tell. Uh, no, it has to be gloves because it doesn't match the flesh tone of his face. Uh, it, I'm going to say know. that that's just classic fun school for you right there. It is. Uh, but yep. you're right, he's obviously wearing darker skin tone flesh colored gloves. So weird. What a weirdo. I love it. Yeah, they didn't need to put that paint application on at all. Or if they did, why didn't they make it black or brown to make it match the rest? I know. Of the well, they, they, I don't think they care is the other thing right yeah. there, more than likely. Anyway, that is it for our extra, which is, that's the best, that's the biggest extra we've ever done. That's, but effectively, we've, we've done two monthlies this we've month. We've done two monthlies now, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed it. My goodness, I have. It's been fun, yes. That's been great. Anyway, yeah, that's it. We'll see you on the next Bloomin' episode. Now you can bugger off. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos and as always you can keep up with the show after listening by following on Twitter at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash The Full Force and if you would like to contact the show you can message us on either of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force